So why do we sabotage ourselves and what could possibly be the benefit? Change is scary, creates a new awareness, new perspective, poses a huge threat to what's been so comfortable and familiar, even if what's been so comfortable and familiar stinks. You know, it's so much easier to sabotage yourself and just go numb through either drugs, alcohol, work, food, TV. You just want to keep the feelings down, but they just keep coming back up again. That's Dr. Debbie Silber, and this is The Depression Detox Show. Welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to change your relationship with depression. I'm your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Monday. I hope you all had an amazing weekend. And before we jump into today's clip, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in, following and subscribing to the show on Spotify Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. Thank you for all the ratings and reviews. All these things help the show gain more exposure, and as a result, more people start to listen. But uh, more importantly, aside from all of that, I'm grateful that you're liking the show and that you're act- that you're really getting something from it, which is ultimately why I created the show. So, again, thank you, and I appreciate you. And now let's get into this week's topic, which is all about change. And this week, we have speakers that will help navigate through some of the struggles that we face with making a change, whether that be something big or something small. So today, we have speaker, author, and transformational psychologist, Dr. Debbie Silber here to kick off this week to discuss the reason why, when it comes to making a change or wanting to make a change, we often get in our own way and sabotage ourselves. Here's Dr. Debbie Silber. Enjoy. So what's really going on when you want more money, success, health, fulfillment, and it's just not showing up? I mean, sure, it can be due to a lack of focus or strategy or some bad habits, but in my work, which is getting people to their physical, mental, and emotional best, I found very often it's something so much more protective, primal, and subconscious which I'll explain using three clients whose names have changed. Let's start with Claire, CEO, top of her field. She's been climbing the corporate ladder for 25 years. Eats, lives, breathes her work. And one day, she feels a restlessness. She can't quite put her finger on it. So she decides to relieve some stress by going back to the gym. And after a few weeks, she's got lots more energy, lots more clarity. And this is when it hits her how unfulfilling it's been to climb the corporate ladder in a field she chose just to please her parents. She starts dreading going to work. Questions come up, like, well, what else would I do? This is all I've ever known. I've given up everything for this. Now what? Too confronting. It's too overwhelming. So she doesn't even realize she's doing it, but she stops going to the gym and sabotages her success. Next, take Margot who for the last 10 years has been balancing her job, her marriage, her kids. 
She's exhausted. She gets up early to go to work, get everyone ready for their day, goes to work, comes home, makes dinner, cleans up, and passes by her husband to crash in bed as he's just sitting there watching TV on the living room couch. She feels so empty, overweight, overwhelmed, exhausted, unhappy, unfulfilled. So she decides to start eating a little bit healthier to get her energy back up, get the weight off. She cuts out the sugar and her afternoon lattes. After a couple of weeks, her clothes are fitting much better. She's got lots more energy. And this is when it hits her that the lack of confidence she had with the extra weight on had her play small. She settled for a job she never liked. She also realizes she's grown apart from her husband. She's feeling things like, is this all there is? I feel so unloved. I feel so unappreciated. She's worried if she keeps feeling these things, will she want to leave her job? Will she want to leave her husband? It's too big of a risk. It's too scary. So she doesn't even realize why she's doing it. She goes back to the sugar and the lattes and sabotages her success. And finally, take Greg, who for the last 20 years has been meeting up with his buddies every week, where they get together, grab a beer, and complain about their jobs and their wives. And one day it hits him. You know, there's got to be something more than this. So Greg decides to do some personal development work. And after a couple of weeks, he's becoming inspired by all he's learning, how he's growing. And he realizes, you know, it's not fun to complain about his job anymore, especially without a plan to do something about it. When he sees his friends, of course he wants to talk to them about it. He's all lit up. He wants to share what he's learning. Secretly, he's hoping to inspire them too. Instead, they just make fun of him and his new ways. As they do, this is when Greg realizes he's outgrown them. He has less and less in common with them, and he feels torn. He'd have to explain way too much if he stops meeting up with them each week. So he doesn't even realize why he's doing it. But he stops with all the personal development work. And when he meets up with them now, he's drinking more than he was before, sabotaging his success. So why do we sabotage ourselves, and what could possibly be the benefit? Change is scary, creates a new awareness, new perspective, poses a huge threat to what's been so comfortable and familiar, even if what's been so comfortable and familiar stinks. You know, it can almost feel like you're facing a death, no matter which way you turn. You either face the death of what you just learned you want, or you face the death of who you've been, now that you're ready to become someone new. As if this weren't bad enough, With all this stress, you've ignited the stress response, creating this cascade of stress-related symptoms and illnesses, conditions, even disease. You know, it's so much easier to sabotage yourself and just go numb through either drugs, alcohol, work, food, TV. You just want to keep the feelings down, but they just keep coming back up again. Going back to what you know sabotaging your success feels like and seems like the much better option. I mean, yes, it keeps you small, but you also feel it keeps you safe because your head is spinning with ideas like, will these changes lead me to lose my friends, my job security? Will you hear how selfish or crazy you are? Will you have to deal with judgment or criticism at the same time you're dealing with your own self-doubt about what you're up to? These are big questions. Thinking is hard. Being honest about what you want is hard. Change, that's even harder. You know, you heard change could be great and look something like this. But all you can picture is something like this. 
because these changes could impact so much, create such a snowball, such a domino effect, you do everything you can to make the feelings go away until you can't. It's as if you've been taking all of your energy, holding onto a pebble, because if that pebble dislodges, there's gonna be a landslide. And then there's that moment where the pain of where you are becomes greater than the fear of the unknown. You're standing on the edge, ready to jump, without the security of knowing that there's anything to catch your fall. And even with that, in a sacred and, and deeply personal moment, you make the decision. The risks are great, but the rewards, they could be so much greater. Big thanks to Dr. Debbie Silber for stopping by. And just to reiterate Dr. Debbie Silber's point about why we sabotage ourselves. Uh, and we do it because we're born with it. It's a form of protection. The ego doesn't like change. It sees doing something new or something that we're uncomfortable with as a threat. So we inherently avoid it, but as a result of constantly avoiding it, we may start to resent ourselves and maybe even resent others and maybe even start to look for ways to suppress that gnawing feeling that we have because we want to do it and we just stop ourselves from, from doing it. And we tend to do things like overindulge in food, uh, shopping, alcohol, drugs, and so on. So one of the ways to combat self-sabotage is to take action on the things that we want to change or things that we want to do. And that doesn't mean having to do something that you're totally uncomfortable with, but maybe something like starting it off real small, something like uh, doing micro-commitments and work your way up to that change that you really want to see or you really want to experience. And uh, we'll have more on this topic in next week's clips. But for now, I just hope that this clip was helpful in knowing where our self-sabotage can come from. And if you want to watch the entire talk, you can head over to YouTube. The talk is entitled Stop Sabotaging Yourself by Debbie Silber. You can connect with her by visiting her website, the PBT Institute, which stands for Post Betrayal Transformation. So pbtinstitute.com. You can follow her, follow her on Instagram at Debbie Silber. And you can pre-order her newest book on Amazon, which is entitled Trust Again, Overcoming Betrayal and Regaining Health, Confidence, and Happiness. And everything I mentioned along with the link to the entire talk will be in the show description. And lastly, when you get a chance, please follow the show on Spotify podcast, share it or subscribe on your favorite podcast player app. And I will see you back here Wednesday with a new speaker making her debut to continue with this week's topic. So until then, stay strong. Later.